Listening to Weird Distractions Podcast, a podcast where we chat true crime, conspiracy theories, paranormal stories, and everything in between. I'm your host, Alex. And Christy. And this week we are back to our spooky ooky ooky. I never know how to like segue it more, you know what I mean? I never know how to like expand the spooky ookiness, but we're we're talking paranormal this week. That's that's all you need to know. <laughs> just, it's just spooky ooky, and that's all you need to know. It's just spooky ooky, and that's all I need to know. Christy, why don't you tell us, aka me and the listeners, <laughs> my distraction? What you need a distraction from, and I'm going to take a drink every time you say work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I won't say the W word this week, uh, apparently. Uh, um, my distraction this week is so I've been complaining a little bit about this construction outside my house. Fair enough. And it's been like on the main street of Wyerton or whatever. I'm like, whatever, it's like a little bit further away. It's not gonna like get near me anytime soon. Oh right. no. The other day I like woke up and like they were right outside my window. What? Like like a five foot deep digging in the ground with an excavator and I was like trying to sleep. So yeah, oh, I'm distracting no. from that because I will no longer be sleeping in. Um my cat's terrified of it. I have to oh. close the windows because I'll get super skittish. So and I'm getting hot in here again. Let's get open the windows. Right. Oh, he's like he'll, he won't even eat like he's so scared oh my gosh that's so sad you know oh, poor he's baby. super skittish little baby mm. so that's my distraction this week fair enough and you know what i'm gonna tag on to your concerns about your cat because i take my cat to the vet on monday so my cat lee has allergies we don't know to what but he's got sensitive skin and just you know whatever um so when Tanner and I got back from vacation, or what I'm going to call a vacation, because it meant we just took a couple days off work, I <laughs> Lee had, like, a bunch of scabs and everything in between his ears to his eyes, and it was getting to a point where his one eye, like, it seemed like he was struggling with it, and I was like, for freak's sake. So, took him to the vet, dropped him off, like, right before 9 a.m., and as I'm, like, waiting throughout the day, I'm like, huh, like, they haven't called, they haven't said anything. So, going mm-hmm. on, like almost 2 30 I called them and I was what? like hey yeah yeah I'd be worried I'd be like what are you doing to my cat I know well he's my baby so I'm like dude mm-hmm. what's what the fuck's going on so I called them I was like yo like is he okay they're like oh my gosh yeah so sorry he's totally fine we had a couple emergency calls which fair enough whatever but then they told me a lie they told me that he was playing with the office cat like oh yeah he's fine he's playing with the office cat and I was like okay hung up the phone I'm like that's kind of fucking strange because my cat hates other cats so like yeah your cat is like the devil (laughs) well he just he's a very only child kind of cat right Mm -hmm. he's a single family home (laughs) exactly so long story to end this long story and me dragging on um he's fine he had to get an allergy shot they weren't really sure what triggered it but it was probably it could have been stress it could have been something new whatever so He's fine, needy, and all furry, so everything's good. But I still need to distract myself from that, because it was like a $116 vet visit, and I was like, "Mm, damn it. For a shot? Yeah, literally for a shot, and for him to hang it, quote-unquote, hang out with a vet cat, and I was like, "Mm, okay, all right. Well, that's aggressive. 
Fair enough. Yeah, I was not impressed. So, as mentioned, we're talking paranormal. And we're actually going down to Kansas. I don't think we've ever covered Kansas. I don't think so, no. No. So we're going down to Kansas. And specifically, we're going to Atchison, Kansas. Because mm-hmm. we are going to talk about the infamous Sally House. Anyways, I'm done. Uh, (laughs) So, as mentioned, uh, the house is in Atchison, Kansas, and it has been reportedly, it has been reported to be one of the most haunted, haunted, oh my gosh, haunted homes, (laughs) say that ten times fast, haunted homes in Kansas, and Atchison itself has reported to be one of the most haunted towns in Kansas. So, already, we're like, super hyped up right off the bat. Super I'm you there. I feel like no matter where something is, or like number one haunted in the world, oh, like most haunted, blah 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 blah. And I was like, but are you? Or are you not? Well, that's why we need to go to prove it. Well, stop COVID and open up the border. <laughs> exactly. Get your powers. I don't know. <laughs> so prior to the home being built on it, the land itself was apparently owned and maintained by an unknown Aboriginal tribe. However, there isn't too much information out about this. It's kind of like speculation. Um, the house is conspiracy. Built sometime in the mid 1800s, the house is located at 508 North Second Street and is approximately 1,200 square feet. Fun fact, fun weird creepy fact about this place um, that I actually heard on the haunted history video from a Sal- Sally House tour guide um, is that the Sally House and the Vasilla Axe Murder House have the same address, so they're both 508 North Second Street. That's creepy. I mean, Two different locations, obviously, but, like, how spooky-ooky is that? Spooky-ooky. Very spooky. (laughs) So, in the basement of the Sally house, apparently, is a random hole that no one really seems to know what its purpose was when the house was built. It's kind of like a cave-looking thing that you can kind of, like, crawl or kneel into. But That's the kind of hole that when you look down, like, you hear, like, the voices where it's like, I'm looking at you. And so they will come out. Exactly. That's... that's (laughs) That's Demon Pit. I'm just going to mm-hmm. call it now. The Demon yep. Pit. Every house doesn't need one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the house itself is pretty much like a regular two-story home, right? I think it's like three-bedroom, one-bathroom, potentially. Anyway, so at one point, uh, the house was owned by a local physician, Dr. Charles Finney, Uh the first floor of the home, when he was living, it served as the office and the examination rooms while the doctor and his family lived upstairs. So local lore has painted a picture that one night, I imagine it being a stormy night. Dark stormy night. A dark stormy night. A client came in with her six-year-old daughter, Sally, who collapsed from severe abdominal pain. The doctor diagnosed Sally with appendicitis and began doing surgery on her before the anesthesia kicked in. What? Yup. That's what Lore says. I didn't write it. I just... It's going off what I was told. Bad doctor degree. Right? Um, And as you probably can imagine, unfortunately, Sally died on the operating table. So... Some say that apparently Sally thought she was being murdered that fateful day. I mean, she was... I I can imagine it being like a whirlwind of different things going on, being rushed to this doctor's place, and then all of a sudden, bam, you're put on a fucking table, and he's, like, cutting into you, right? Mm -hmm. Plus a safety hundred. Yeah. Um, So, because she... Some people think that because she 
thought she was being murdered that day and the last thing she saw was the male doctor that this kind of started what would eventually lead to the paranormal activity being targeted towards men so keep that in mind for later because it will come um however there's no record or proof that a little girl named sally died in the house while the doctor lived and practiced there right that's why that's why i call it lore because literally unless you can prove it it's kind of lore-ish fake news exactly um despite this some people have reported that a Sally Isabel Hall may, may be the mysterious Sally. It's kind of confusing, though, because records prove that this Sally lived in two different locations in Atchison. But neither of those locations were specifically 508 2nd Street. So I don't really, I don't think it was her, but to each their own. Um, Sally Hall reportedly lost 14 children and was approximately only 32 years old when she would pass away. She could have been a patient of Dr. Finney's, but that's also not documented, so... Speculation. Speculating wildly. Uh, it was reported by a tour guide that the doctor moved out of the house between, moved out of the home, sorry, in 1905, moving next door, and was actually elected mayor in 1913. So, weird fun, cre- <laughs> weird, fun, creepy fact. I don't know. Take that information with what you will. You go from doctor to politics? Okay. I mean, it's the 1800s. I feel like anything flew back then. They'd be like, you're a doctor? Bam, mayor. <laughs> of course. Um, what we do know is that there have been four confirmed deaths on the property and at least a couple of funerals held at 508 North 2nd Street. So I'm going to break those down. In 1972, the man who built the home, Michael C. Finney, died, you know, died in the home. <laughs> <laughs> just died it's fine he just died he just you know uh 18 months later his son richard edwin finney died in the home as well he was under a year old at that point in 1874 michael's father-in-law died on july 14th and yes he lived with his daughter and her late husband in the home and reportedly died there too so this is a house full of death it was full of death. Uh, Michael C. Richard and the grandfather slash father-in-law funerals were held within the home, supposedly. And in, yeah, yeah. I get funerals are expensive, but like nothing would, I, I, I nothing would, I, I would have no inquiring or inquiring, inquiring? I'd have no in- inkling. Will- Inkling, thank you. I have no inkling to have my own fucking funeral at my own home. I'd be like, no. It's asking for bad juju. It's asking for bad juju. Exactly. Mm-hmm. In, in 1900, another funeral for James Finney would be held in the home. He didn't die there that we know of, uh, though. So he might have oh. died in the hospital or something, but he did. Ha- his funeral was in the home. And finally, about 39 years later, Agnes Finney died in November at midnight... They definitely emphasize that. They're like, she died at midnight, you know. She died. Which is hour. At midnight. Uh, she had apparently been ill for about three years at that point. So I think she succumbed to whatever her illness was. Mm. So there was another reported Sally who lived in the home. However, her full name is Sarah Sally. You can't see it, but I'm using air quotations. Sally Miz or Mizzy. Uh, she lived in the home in 1948 with her family. She may still be alive, but did, 
not die in the home. And she didn't die from appendicitis surgery. <laughs> that we can that we can clear. So fast forward from 1948 to 1990, uh, when Bobby and Colleen Humbar moved to the home with their daughter. Apparently, their daughter Heather would play with a quote imaginary friend named Italian. Sally. Mm-hmm. Knew it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the Humbards moved so, moved out of the home sometime in 1992, which is approximately the time when newlyweds Tony and Deborah Pickman moved into the home and began experiencing some strange shit. So, so, yes, yeah, some spooky shit. Tony was noticing long scratch marks and welts uh, that came with no explanation shortly after moving and throughout their time living there. His mental health uh, began declining as well, to the point where he actually experienced some homicidal thoughts towards his new bride, Deborah, who was also pregnant. So it's just bad. Uh, they always go Tony, for the babies. Always go for the babies. Tony also would have vivid dreams about a little girl who he believed to be named Sally. He drew photos of Sally to try and show others what he was seeing and to remember the image of her from his dream. Here's where things get spooky and weird. So these drawings were shown to Heather Humbard, who confirmed that this was her imaginary friend, Sally. She's like, yeah, that's what my friend Sally looks like. I'm like, nope, bye. This is why you don't have kids. Or this is why you tell your kids straight up, if you have an imaginary friend, tell them to go away or start, like, burning some sage. Because you never know what they actually could be. You tell the demons to F off. (laughs) Exactly. You say no to demons. So, a TV show named Sightings uh, went to the home to check it out and witnessed firsthand the ram scratches blood drawn that Tony was reporting. And I have to apologize if anyone can hear a lawnmower in the background. My boyfriend decided that at 6.30 p.m. he needed to mow the lawn. <laughs> As one does. I can't hear it, so. Okay, good. As mentioned, Sightings was in. They were kind of doing their own investigation. During their overnight investigation, sightings recorded 11 different attacks solely on Tony. Jeez. Yeah. It got the devil wants in. The devil <laughs> wants in. He's not letting up. So it got to the point where the couple had a psychic by the name of Peter James come to the home. Apparently, Peter James is a really world-renowned psychic. So, like, his word is kind of very... It's taken very seriously. And yes, and Peter essentially was like, yo, (laughs) this shit's haunted. No, he didn't say that. Um, But he essentially shared to the couple that he felt that there was a portal in the home located in the current dining room. This was also confirmed by two other psychics as well. Um, One of them being one of my favorite, Amy Allen, who is on the TV show The Dead Files, which I highly recommend. Love is the dining show. room above this hole in the basement or something, wherever that was? I think so. I can't confirm. Just speculating. I know. Well, that that's actually a really good question. Like, because if it's told right you, demon on, portal. Demon portal. If it's right underneath it, then yeah, like that could be a huge. Oh my god, Christy, you're onto something. I cracked the case. It's fine. <laughs> I cracked the case. Fine. All right, show's over. We figured it out. <laughs> Um, so another instance from Tony and Deborah um, of paranormal spooky ooky shit from Sally uh, reportedly happened on the morning of Halloween 1993. So Tony had just got home from work and went to pour himself a drink when he was spooked by a young girl standing staring at him in his kitchen. 
like out of nowhere. I mean, they right. had a they had a daughter, but I think at this point their daughter was like a year old, so obviously it wasn't her. It was not like her. A, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna assume it was like some ten year old kid being like, "Hi, I'm in your kitchen." He reported that it seemed like he had scared her and confirmed that it looked like Sally, aka the girl from his dreams. Kind of grasping at straws here, but. I think at one point, um, and kind of playing into local lore, Deborah started kind of buying toys for Sally just to kind of like appease her and kind of maybe to get her stop attacking her fucking husband, you know, and like doing shit around the house. So, yeah, she. I, I see the look on your face. Now let me explain. When you start, what's the word? Appeasing like, the ghost. <laughs> when you start doing things like that, like when you rec- like give it recognition. Yeah. Yeah. You don't do that. You yeah. ignore the noises. You're like, oh, it's okay. it was the cat. <laughs> it's kind of like when you get, like, unsolicited DMs from people you don't know. Like, if you ignore them enough, they'll go away. But if you interact with them, they won't fucking stop. Yeah. <laughs> so, essentially, Deborah was buying all these toys uh, for the ghost Sally, such as, like, teddy bears and what have you. But it didn't stop, obviously. And Tony was still obviously the target. It got so bad that the Pikmins actually got up and left the house. Um, since they left, which I think it was around 94, 95, 94. They didn't stay there too, too long. Um, oh, yeah. 94 is the best year. Just saying. And uh, but uh, anyway, since since the, since they moved out, essentially the house has been sold. But no one currently lives in the house, as far as I've been able to look into, um, but has remained open for paranormal researchers to investigate, uh, which kind of reminds me a bit of, like, the McRaven Mansion, where mm. it's kind of like a little bit of a... I, I don't know if... It, I feel like it's a museum of sorts, but it's also more... Like, they're, they're kind of feeding into the paranormal potential side of things. Mm-hmm. So you should go buy the house. Yeah, exactly. Me go buy the house in this yeah. economy... <laughs> I mean, sure. <laughs> Me buy a house. I can't buy a house in this economy. No, I can. I could barely afford dinner tonight. <laughs> but which I was? mean, which was Chinese food, but oh, okay. it was also worth every penny. Um, going back to Deborah. So Deborah Pickman back in back on July 30th, 2016, posted on the Sally House website in a post thread, and this is a direct quote, from other researchers I have heard um, that the Indians called it tainted land. Someone else said that they found burial headstones in the alley alley just behind the house, but I don't know if they are Indians or not. It's been reported that the Indians went out of their way to avoid the land, a.k.a. the land that the house is built on. So they put a lot of shit around it, but not on it. Yeah. Mm. And another quote, uh, kind of one on another post that Deborah made, she said, and once again, direct quote, uh, your gut feeling that you endured while watching the show, and the show is Ghost Adventures, um, is what we warn people about and plead them to stay away from the house. It is extremely dangerous place. So we should go. <laughs> we should go. That's what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> if you tell two white people that something is dangerous and you shouldn't go you know what they're gonna do they're gonna fucking go i'm sorry like you're you're literally telling us just to go like you're mm-hmm. I, we're reading between the lines we, we see you deborah 
<laughs> it has also been offhandedly mentioned throughout various information that there was one female tenant who practiced animal sacrifices in the basement where there used to be a pentagram drawn on the floor. Just bringing in all the juju, why don't you? Bringing all the bad juju. Especially and that's just me. Like, why you kill animals? Why you gotta kill animals? Yeah. Can you not summon demons or Lucifer another way? No? Well, then don't do it. I'm sorry. Don't kill the furry friends. Exactly. Um, and some, in case you haven't got to this train of thought yet, some have speculated that, that the Sally house is haunted by something demonic coming across as a young girl trying to lure people in, which we both know is a common thing for our good old demon friends to do. Not that we know mm-hmm. personally. But as we friggin' common as, like, the Annabelle story. Many legends say. Many legends. The only one I can think of right now is Annabelle. But, all right, so are you ready to hear about the reported spooky, ooky, haunted shit that happens in this house? Spook me. One of the things, one of many things that happens, um, which is kind of common in any quote-unquote reportedly haunted place, is electronic malfunctions. So such as charged batteries dying automatically or being drained really fast. Like you could walk in with a full battery and just go chits to bed. Like it's it's done. Let me guess the lights are flickering and you're going off. Yes. Actually. <laughs> Girl, don't beat me to my own list. Um, so people have reported hearing disembodied sounds of animals and people, both male and female. Lights inside the home turn off and on by themselves. This one kind of got me. Candles would melt at random. What? Yeah. Not not lit candles. No, melt. not like. <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah, and the candles keep melting on their own. Well, are you lighting them? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. So, essentially, I think what's been reported is, like, they'll have a candle in the room or something. They'll walk out. It's not lit. They come back. It's lit and, like, fucking melting. As candles do, you know. Science. It's trying to get all that light energy. Be like, I'm gonna come in, or I'll find a way. Hear me out. Mm-hmm. It's trying to make the room smell better. I mean, the house is pretty fucking old. It's probably got some not great smells. And demons have like the typical stink smelling. Oh yeah, sulfur. Mm, yeah, <clears throat> trying be. to air out that sulfur with some I don't know lavender or cotton. Some poopery candle. Poopery. <laughs> So, random, another report is that random items in the house catch on fire, or random parts of the house start catching on fire, which could be because of the candles. I mean, if a ghost is going around lighting fucking candles and not practicing safe candle safety, I don't know. Of course, shit's going to fire catch. safety, you're going to have fires. Exactly. Which means you got to have fire extinguishers. Exactly. Uh, So, for example, in 1958, a woman by the name of Ethel Anderson, uh, who lived at 508 Second or North Second Street from approximately 1958 through 1990, reported that there was a mysterious fire in the nursery upstairs that no one could figure out how it started. The nursery? Was the baby in there? Uh, Not that I saw. I think the baby's fine. Um, other reported random things uh, that have caught on fire within the home include ears of a rocking horse, a teddy bear, a mop doll, to name a few. Must not like children. Must not like, see, kids and demons actually don't go hand in hand. Just saying. Uh, typically, people have reported uh, cold spots, which I say typically because that's kind of typically reported through in a quote-unquote haunted home. Uh, Anything, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Stuffed animals, specifically teddy bears, uh, will rearrange themselves 
in one of the upstairs bedrooms. Picture frames have been also reported to turn themselves upside down. When taking pictures in the house, people have documented documented weirdly shaped and colored orbs appearing in those pictures. Yeah. Yeah. I know, right? Uh, So the Pikmins actually experienced this kind of photo phenomena a lot when they lived in the home, where they would find, like, weird blurring and shadows in numerous family photos. So, like, for example, they'd take a picture of their daughter, maybe in front of the Christmas tree, maybe it was Deborah holding the baby girl, and all of a sudden, like, the whole side of the baby girl would be blurred by, like, a dark figure. It's a demon trying to jump in for... Clout. Yep. yep. You heard it here first, folks. Demons so are just looking for clout. It's like, look at my selfie. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, did you say selfie? I've been dying for one of these for so long. But in all honesty, like, I'd be so freaked out, like, if I was taking a picture in my house and then all of a sudden I get the photo done or whatever and there's just like this big black orb or this like white light freaking that came out of nowhere you know what I mean it must be something else is what I would tell myself I wouldn't think of that it must be something else see you're the rational one where I go immediately I'm like it's a ghost (laughs) it's fucking haunted everything in this house is haunted I'm just like nope it's not that like nope 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 not gonna go there nope See, speaking of other, like, not great things that happen in this house, Deborah also reported on the website that they f- would find, quote, strange mold on random things such as Tupperware, dog food that had been put out that morning, pots and pans, magnets on the fridge, and more. Can we just say mold? All I can picture is the scenes from the, this movie The Messenger with Kristen Stewart. Remember I don't that think movie? I've, No, I, um, I, I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a Kristen Stewart fan. Yeah, but it was like supposed to be like a spooky movie. Was it good? Uh, I don't think so. To like the actual level, it should be good. But all the pictures like mold in the walls, and then like someone just tries to like eventually like as the mold grows, like someone comes out of the mold. Oh no, thank you. That's all I picture. Absolutely, absolutely not. So other people have reported that, uh, or sorry, other people have reported being scratched randomly or noticed random bruising after being in the home. When people do experience this, though, like let's say they walk in, they've been there for an hour, random scratch happens. They'll try and, like, get a picture of it. But by the time they try and get a picture of it, the scratches are gone. Yeah. Weird. Riddle me that, because that makes no fucking sense to me. The candle lighting on its own, one thing. The scratches coming in, that's a whole other, like, mystic ball game that I do not know how to play. Not going there. Not going there. Don't count me in, coach. I don't know what's going on. So people have reported that they've had their hair pulled during during tours, which I am not for also. That would terrify me. Exactly. Uh, One tour guide reported that one time while she was in the basement, a folded up chair flew across the room towards her to try to hit her. Just missed her. Yeet. It fucking yeeted itself. And that, my friends, is where I get creeped out. Because I'm like, anything that... Anything that gets thrown or if it gets scratched, like, obviously there's some malicious part of this. That's why I don't think it's, like, even if Sally was reportedly angry or upset because of the way she died, like, let's play into local lore for a minute. Mm-hmm. You're telling me this little girl has the audacity or, like, the like the, the power to scratch, pull hair, and chuck a fucking, like, folded up chair at someone that's... all. Not even a male? 
Like, you know what and I mean? all of us like super extreme anger, as you said, over like a botched surgery. Like exactly, exactly. I know. I would expect that from like a torture child or something. Well, I I'd expect it from a demon. Like I, I'm just gonna stamp this case as demon, and we're not even done yet. So, another uh, another kind of weird thing that I this one kind of made me chuckle a little bit. But apparently, any flowers that are brought into the home would die really fucking fast. That sounds like my house. <laughs> I was going to say, like, that <laughs> sounds like me trying to have plants and be a plant parent. I can't. Yeah. This is why I, like, get very hardy plants, and I'm like, oh, water once a month? Perfect, my kind of plant. Perfect. Low maintenance, just like me. Um, apparently, there are r- reported ghost cats, which, here for it. I'm down for it. Although I will say, and I didn't include my notes, but now that we're talking about it. So there was one thing I saw on the Sally House website, which I'm assuming, I think it's hosted by, like, uh, like the Pickmans. Okay. Where Deborah was explaining that one day, apparently, the ghost Sally was trying to get, like, her and her husband's attention. But they just were, like, done with it. They're like, Sally, stop. Like, we just, shut up, just stop. Mm -hmm. I guess they try and have, like, conversations with her to, like... I don't get her to stop doing shit, which I feel like, okay, you're, you're testing, but whatever. Um, what they didn't know was that they had left their dryer door open. And apparently, and I don't know, I don't know how this could have happened, but it wasn't me and wasn't my situation. But apparently their cat got into the dryer while the door was open. They closed the dryer door, not knowing that the cat was in it. Yeah. Are you, are, I'm not, I don't even want to finish this. I just don't even want to say it. No. Like, literally, my cat's, like, in my face right now. Like, I was going to say, literally, it probably comes up on the screen, and it's just, like, I'm sorry, you're talking about cats? What's you happening? about me? Oh. oh, my gosh. I know. As soon as I saw that post, I was like, oh, my heart. Okay. So, I don't know if that, I, I'm assuming that might be where the cats are coming from, or the cat is coming from. I don't know. Say the cats? What do you mean? Well, it said ghost cat, so there's got to be more than one. So it could be from that. It could be from the sacrifices. I don't know. I don't know much mm, about remember that. You yes. know, animal paranormal stuff. But um, apparently people have reported feeling something rub up, rub up against your leg, similar to kind of like a, how a cat would look. However, when you look down, nothing is there. So cool. Cool, 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 cool. Cool, cool, cool. One of the tour guides uh, believes that Agnes Finney haunts the home, however, not in, like, a malevolent way. Why can't I say hard words that start with M? Not in a malicious way. Why did I put malevolent in my notes? I should have said malicious. Anyways, the tour guide reported during the Haunted History interview that, quote, uh, Agnes Finney likes to hang out with the ladies. She might, like, kind of brush up on their hands, just say, like, hey, but, like, it's... Hi, girl. Hi, girl. Let me just rub up on your hand. What you're using for some, like, lotion? No shade. Uh, is that Bath and Body Works? No. <laughs> Pumpkin spice. <laughs> is that their Halloween line? I must I'm here for go. it. I must go. I must. <laughs> there is apparently a spirit in the basement that just laughs. Just fucking laughs. Okay, side note. That just reminds me. I had this patient today. 
and like bless her heart she was like an older like partly demented lady and like you have one or the other like you have the really mean demented people that are like i fucking hate you don't touch me but you have the really nice ones that are like are just quiet but anyways right. i would just be like talking moving around whatever and then she just have this like laugh she'd be like ah. and i'm like oh you're so silly and then she just keep doing it over and over and i'm like okay this is getting creepy but you're so cute <laughs> See, I, oh God, okay. But if you've ever watched The Visit, that I think that's one I haven't watched yet. That was the grandparents okay. and the kids, right? Yes, we will watch it the next time. Okay, maybe not the next time we hang out, but sometime when we hang out, just the two of us. Because, okay. like, that movie fucked me up. I saw that movie in theaters with, um, with I think, Emily. I literally mm. have never been so fucking spooked. It's so for those who don't know, it's essentially and we're going to we will get back to the story. Let's have this tangent for a second. But it's essentially this story of how these two kids go to see their maternal grandparents that they haven't really met before um, because the daughter and the grand the her parents have been estranged for some time. And so they go to the kids go to the house and like trying to learn more about them, whatever. And it's kind of like paranormal activity style in a sense of like they're documenting it with a camera and just some weird shit happens and I'm not going to spoil the ending but it's really fucked up and anytime I go to like a hospital or even like because I sometimes have clients who are seniors and Mm -hmm. their their mental health is declining and their cognitive health has also started to decline I I just I automatically think of the visit and it gives me sweats like it just gives me Oh, anyways. Like, I'm not here for it. I'm not here for it. Yeah. There's a spirit in the basement that just laughs, and apparently the laugh is loud and obnoxious, which sounds, like, not great. I don't like it. Yeah, I feel like, my... like a, you mean like a demon that's, like, a little creepy laugh. Yeah, not... I picture... And y'all know who I'm talking about. The listeners obviously won't, but I picture my last ex-boyfriend, because he had a very distinct laugh that was very obnoxious. <laughs> of... Oh! <laughs> like a really bad job i haven't talked in years but like yeah but loud and just obnoxious and not what you probably want to hear right there's reportedly been times where holy water will be brought into the home in like closed bottles and will just like evaporate like they'll open the bottle and be like where the fuck is my water which that for that is some demon shit she thirsty yo (laughs) the demons are thirsty and they'll they'll do anything for some water even if it is holy water. People have reported feeling nauseous to the point where they puke, which actually happened uh, to one of the investigators from the Haunted History YouTube episode I watched. Like, he straight up was, you know, went outside. He's like, oh, dude, I don't feel good. And all of a sudden just, you know, yacked. And this is this is what may have led to it. So during, like, moments before, uh, the gang was downstairs in the basement near the hole because, you know, why don't we go towards the demons? Mm-hmm. And guess what they were doing? They were going in or looking in? Oh, no. They were doing a spirit box session and reading passages from the Bible. You're just asking for that you know, anger. I, oh, exactly. Like, look, I get it. When you are a paranormal researcher... You're going to do things to, like, antagonize... Not antagonize, but you're going to, like, try to lure the ghosts in so mm-hmm. that you can catch something on camera. I get it and I actually respect it, but there's a fine line. Like, I feel like... There's one thing about, like, pulling it out. There's one thing about, like, being just, like, annoying and, like, over the top. And for me, like, for them to read, like, if it is a demon and they were reading... The Bible. 
Bible and they had no intention of like exercising the house or practicing, you know, safe. It just, to me, I was like, okay, well, no shit. Like, of course you would have got sick. Like, yeah, I, feel, up. I feel sick thinking about this situation because I would be so anxious. Anyways. So people report when using an EMF reader, uh, high spikes in the basement near the hole because it is what a demon haunted. hole haunted. Uh, one of the investigators during the haunted history investigation went into the hole and reported that he felt anxious and overwhelmed and further stated, quote, I don't know if it's a claustrophobic kind of thing, kind of wait a bit. And after a couple of minutes said, quote, I just do not feel right being back here, which like, Fair. Get out. Fair. And I also said the same when I went back to work. So, like, I get it. <laughs> I don't feel comfortable here. <laughs> I don't know if it's a claustrophobic kind of thing. I just don't feel right being back here. I don't know. Can I just go back home now? <laughs> During the Ghost Adventure investigation, uh, Billy, who is the audiovisual tech, um, you know, they're at the hotel. They're He's getting things ready, kind of testing on equipment to go back to the Sally house for their, like, mm-hmm. lockdown. When he supposedly turns on the paranormal puck, which I believe it was the McMurray Mansion um, that we talked about this, but if you haven't heard that episode, the paranormal puck is kind of like a well, yes, do it. Listen to the McMurray Mansion; it's a good one, I promise. Um, but the paranormal puck is an investigative tool that essentially is kind of like a text option for ghosts. So you you type in your question, you can say it out loud, whatever, and then words will come up. As if it's kind of, kind of like it picks up the responses from the quote unquote spirits without them actually having to say it through like the spirit box or any, uh, like a recorder. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. If if we could afford it, we would, and that's why we might start Patreon so we can get ghost <laughs> ghost hunting stuff, <clears throat> so that we can provide more content for you down the road when we're allowed to go back to the states. Anyways, back to Billy. So Billy explained that he received a response to one of his test questions through the puck. The question was, quote, am I alone? In which the response back on the puck was, think up huge dead. Knew it. Think up huge dead. (laughs) Not little dead. Huge Huge dead. dead. (laughs) Huge dead. Bye. (laughs) Big dead. Um, So Billy types in another question. Is Sally real? In which he gets the response, scratch, Satan, pain, kept spirits. And that is the Sally house. Spooky. Spooky. I want to go so bad, but like in a safe way, if that makes sense. Like, I don't think like, you can do Like, yeah, don't be like digging around in the hole and whatever, reading the Bible, but like, hi, I'm here. Hello, hi, we're here. Um, if you'd like to make yourself known, please do. Great. Thanks, Sally. Bye. <laughs> so my resources for this episode was the Ghost Phantom website, Visit Atchison website, uh, Ghost Adventures Season 10, Episode 6, Haunted History video from YouTube, which is Season, se- uh, season 2, Episode 3, the Sally House website, go check it out. Um, that Thought that that <laughs> thought catalog website article by jerome london and the heartland ghost aka sally host haunting youtube video of the settings episode uploaded uploaded by barry conrad no wiki 
No, actually, well, I'm so proud of you. I know that I think this is actually like the first episode I haven't used Wiki. Mm-hmm. Still love you, Wiki. Use the bomb.com, but not really because you're Wikipedia.com. <laughs> <laughs> you're edible and you're like, no, can't edit my stuff. Yeah. So, Christy, can you tell these fine, fine, fine weird people where they can find us, where they can contact us, where they can tell us if they love us or hate us? Hopefully you love us. <laughs> yeah, come find us. We're on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Go on over, give a review, give five stars. Five any stars. stars, but five stars is preferred. Five stars. And reviews. Thanks. Google Podcasts, <laughs> Breaker, Radio Public, Overcast, Pocketcast, and Good Pods. You can also email us any story suggestions, any feedback, any little tidbit you want to say in general. That'd be great. To Podcast at Outlook.com. You can tweet at, tweet at us on Twitter <laughs> at Weird Distract. I, I don't know why I struggle with it every time. And it's then a- you can also hit us up on our Insta page at Weird Distractions Pod. Yes. And as mentioned, probably in our previous episode, uh, we don't have any more actual, like, we, don't, we kind of went through our list of podcast shoutouts, but you will notice ongoing for a while, we're going to have a promo at the end of every episode of a podcast friend that we think you should give a listen to. So tune in, listen to the end, very end of the episode so you can hear about Curious Nixons because they are a great show. Alex and Loretta do superb. They got some weird cases that you will love and just just listen just Just check it out just check it out and what else is there anything else i think we got some spooky stuff in the works we got a couple more guests coming on Mm -hmm. which i'm stoked stay tuned stay tuned and i think that's it other than that like we love you of course as always we appreciate you thank you for coming on this tour with us to the sally house we appreciate you and appreciate Everything you do, because without you, we wouldn't be here. And I'll You're everything always, to us. You are everything to us. It's all for you, Damien. It's all for you. <laughs> <laughs> Need a distraction? We got you. Bye. Bye. Greetings. Welcome to Curious Nixons, where we lead you through the darkness. We'll be discussing all things sinister and disturbing. If you're interested in hearing about true crime, the paranormal, witchy, and downright weird stuff, then you're in the right place. We'll We'll see see you on the other side. side.